0: Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Little blooper towards second,
1: and a reaching,
0: diving catch made by wow. Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405 651 3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405 329
1: 9000. He blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left, and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback!
0: Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show, with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. He hits this ball to left. It's a high, deep drive back to the track. It's gone. Blake Robertson sends the schooner. It's a three-run Sooner home run. The full-count pitch is lined deep to right center field, and it's out of here. A
2: home run by Janet Johns. Well, the clock hits zero, but they'll run the play anyway. And wide open is Marvin Mims scooting into the end zone. Touchdown, Oklahoma. It'll be 33 yards from Gabriel to Marvin Mims. 75,360 attendance. You can't fabricate family this is what family looks like i will say this this place is headed in the right direction i got to talk to brent yesterday for about 30 minutes alone in his office i was ready to run through a wall we're back we've never left but we're back 131 days for the season opener just remind y'all in case any of you forgot to have amnesia
1: Oh, it's not over. We, we got we can keep it going, Teach. It's not over one hundred and thirty-one days of the season opener.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, good morning, everybody. <sighs> what a weekend. What a weekend. Monday, April twenty five, T Row in the morning show time. Toby and TJ with you here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We bring it local now, and we blast it across the state of Oklahoma and worldwide, and we're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Extreme Outdoor Equipment, XOE, is the place for all of your manly summer things. I'm talking bad boy mowers. I'm talking uh, if you need to find a uh rv to rent for the summer that's where you do it xoe i'll tell you more about that coming up tj perry good morning how are you today fine
3: thanks for asking how are you doing <laughs> good i'm good i'm good did you have a good weekend man i think so yeah i did
1: sure yes he's analyzing it live on the air that's ladies right and gentlemen that's
3: right and i think he landed it on yes came out to a yes yeah that's great. That's great That to is hear. great, yeah.
1: Can I tell you something I don't think I knew about your son? I don't think I knew he was left-handed.
3: So, uh, since he has swung a bat at one year old, when he walked out and hit off a tee on his own, he has hit left-handed. He's right-handed. Everything else, throws right, right's right. He's right-handed. He hits okay. left. So... Pass it and it never. I never corrected it, and he cannot hit right now. Like he, if you step, <laughs> if you put him around there, he looks like someone trying to hit opposite handed, even though yeah. he's right handed. So, that uh, works that way for some people. Yeah. So he hits left. Yeah.
1: I guess I just don't remember it. I've been to his a couple of his games before, but you put some pictures of uh, you guys at Top Golf mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I was like, he's hitting left-handed.
3: Yeah, they had to bring him out special clubs and everything. So yeah.
1: They're left handed clubs, right? (laughs)
3: Left handed (laughs) kids' clubs, yeah. All right,
1: well, I was was just letting you know I don't, I did not remember that when I saw it. I was like, Look at that, he's Phil
3: Mickelson, yeah. Because so, even when uh, we first got there, uh, somebody tried to help him out, like, All right, get up here, and uh, you know, he goes up there right handed, he goes, I can't do this, I'm left handed, and they're like, Oh, you're a lefty. And I go, well, no, he's right-handed, but yeah, he hits left-handed. <laughs> so then you have to go into this explanation. So it's—I don't know why that was. I don't know. There's a lot of baseball I, players like that. Sure, I, Blake I,
1: Robertson's I, like that. Brett Squires is like that. A lot, a lot of baseball. And players. like
3: I said, I just when the kids started hitting left, I was never going to correct that. You know, so.
1: Now, why were you guys at Top Golf?
3: Well, as a golfing family, and as much as we love the sport of golf, um, we are up at Top Golf all the time. I mean, what are you talking about? We got season memberships. Season memberships, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Work event for Katie for her the real estate company she works for. So first time we had ever been. Um, I. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, we had to get hotel and stuff, obviously, and uh, you know pack sure. and everything on Friday. It was a long journey did you in the drive wagon. Or fly. It was a long journey in the wagon. You know, the horses barely made it. Goodness gracious! <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now, why in the world did you come by my house to get the Top Golf?
3: Well, because we were before that Bronx. Uh, we had to run him by the Under Armour store at the Outlet Mall there in Yukon, so ah, we just I came gotcha. that back way. Yeah, I see.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. TJ sent me a picture that he was by my house, and I was at the time, I believe.
3: I think you were at the Baker event, probably Friday night. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was in Norman. Uh, Okay, well, I'm glad you guys were. I I, I wish I had known. I would have put some cookies on the front porch or something like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know until I was passing, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how does he live out here?"
1: Did you eat at Top Golf or did you eat around there, the Chisholm uh, Creek area at all? Or anything?
3: They had some appetizers and stuff, but afterwards we went and had a little chicken foot for the first time ever. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah, right? Chicken, chicken foot. foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think? It was good. It was good. We screwed up, and like we had never been there, so we didn't know like how much food came. It seemed like with the pricing, like we were gonna get like this bigger helping of stuff so but it was great oh, We yeah? had we had some tenders and some biscuits and fried okra and it was good really uh, good the uh the the batter that they have is like you just stepped into great grandma's house or something see, if you so. weren't
1: if you weren't with your son that place would be right up your alley because it's chicken and good food and there's a bar
0: right in the middle of it you know yeah mm-hmm. with games and stuff mm-hmm. so
1: i could uh but my man John owns Chickenfoot and Bandy's Barbecue, which was right there by Top Golf, where you played, right on the corner there with the big pig circling out front and everything. Oh yes, I played. Mm-hmm. That place is great too. So, that no, was a All good right, evening, man. fun on evening, fun, little, night, nice little, little Friday little night.
3: And then you know we got home after the drive about four in the morning. It was you know sure. about a six-hour yeah. drive yeah. from that area. It is a long ways. It is an insurmountable amount of distance. There's no doubt. Uh, My kids in the same way as me, (laughs) we were driving up there, he's like, where is this place? Where are we right now? Like, uh, no, dude. Do you guys have
1: a radio in your car or anything to keep you entertained?
3: Luckily, we did, yes. Okay. Gee whiz. Our seven days journey to Topgolf. Such a baby. (laughs) Like seriously, we passed your exit and I'm like, I don't know how this man does it. I don't I don't know it's how he 45 makes It's Forty five minutes. That's oh forty five minutes. You gotta think. I, I on a busy traffic day, I'm fifteen minutes from my house to work. So it's like, oh my yeah. goodness. Typically it's about an eight minute drive in the morning when I get here. So yeah. Yeah. that's that's what, that's my normal drive. So that's what I deal with every day. Oh, oh
1: my god, so far.
3: Um well I'm glad you were able to I mean, what a journey you guys took! First this time weekend. I had uh, swung a golf club since I was seventeen, maybe eighteen. Really? Yeah, maybe Come thirty on. years, probably thirty-one years.
1: How'd it go for you?
3: Uh, first one off the tee, <laughs> about two hundred yards out there, and the guy looked at me, goes, "Oh, you play golf?" Said, "Haven't played in thirty years." Natural athlete, just a natural athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I drove about four hours
1: trying to get home. Saturday after the game. Well, I bet. <laughs> Cause I well first off, I did get the average fan experience briefly and it shocked me. Uh television we do not have a post game. <laughs> so you let or out very, with, you let out with traffic. Yeah. A very short one anyway. So I packed up my stuff. I said goodbye to the radio boys. They're still on the air. I was kind of snickering under my breath and I uh hightailed it to the car. And um, I was like, "This is sweet. I'm gonna get home like early. It's gonna be." And I get, I, I parked in the garage, and I get to the garage, and it's just a standstill, it's just a line of cars circling all the way up that garage. And I was like, "What is going on? Has there been a wrecking or something?" And then it dawned to me, "Oh, idiot! The game just ended. It, normally, you know, it's two two and a half hours after the game before I get out of there. Right. And you guys have all cleared out and gone home. So I sat in traffic." And I was like, this is terrible. I said, this stinks, man. <laughs> um, but I'm going up. I finally get out. I'm going down Lindsay. I finally get out. It takes forever. I'm going up I 35. It's a parking lot on I 35 going north. And all the tornado sirens start happening. I am, I am at I 35 and I 240. So Crossroads Mall, basically. And, uh, for the for the kids listening out there there used to be a mall at I-35 and I-240 it was the place to be
3: <laughs> he's telling the truth it, it actually yeah.
1: was yeah yeah it was it was i don't know what it is now but it's not a mall anymore anyway um all the tornado sirens soak going off i turned to the you know the wet, weather starts coming on all the radio stations and everything and I'm looking, and it's scary looking out there. And and they said, you know, if you are in the Will Rogers World Airport, I-240, I-35 area, you need to seek your... And I'm sitting in a car in a parking lot. And I was like, this is not good. This is not... I'm not in a good spot oh, right I now. I didn't even think about everybody traveling back at that time. Oh, it, yeah. was, it could have been a disaster. If it had actually mm. dropped a tornado down, it would have been horrific. So I was near an exit, fortunately, so I swung off and circled back and turned around and went back toward Norman, and then came up uh, Riverwind Casino and around through Tuttle and Mustang and that way. Still had to drive through a massive storm, but it wasn't the circling part of it or anything. It was, you know, not a tornado. Uh, so that took forever, because, you know, traffic and then going halfway home one way and turning around right. and going back yeah. the other way. and that did take a long time to get home. My dogs were not happy with me by the time I got home on Saturday <laughs> night. This is exactly what I think everybody out there was hoping we'd talk about in the first segment today was traffic and driving. Well, I think a lot
3: of people like dealt with that on Saturday. So uh, I even got a call from. So obviously, radio. I don't think they went as long as what they typically would for a game. No, you know. No, 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 no. So I'm uh, <laughs> sitting there. I get a call from Drake. I can't believe this. This is a complete failure by everyone. And I'm like, what, what is going on? He goes, this traffic, I am sitting here he was so upset at the city of norman and street directions and why cl- uh, streets were not closed and i'm like dude well, <laughs> welcome to, to what we all deal with every game yeah. so yeah that
1: is a, i did have that question on saturday and and i'm sure there's a reasonable answer i just wondering why didn't they close the streets they normally close on saturday
3: um i've probably got some answers to that i don't know if i'd get in trouble saying some things but oh, okay. uh, it, i can't uh, i don't think it was requested so and by, the, by huh. the time it was i don't think it could have been Pulled off, if that makes so sense. So that's the kind of Staffing. thing that has to be requested.
1: Uh, I, it uh, like the city doesn't I, just do it on I, its own. Or I anything.
3: guess so. Or word didn't come down quick enough about what the attendance was going to be. There was, I don't. Nobody really. I didn't get a straight answer. Come but on. yes, it should have been, and nobody really knows why. It didn't happen. I was walking
1: over to Campus Corner for the pregame show, dodging
3: cars, and I was like, what's going on over here? That too. That was a complete wreck. My wife said she just stood all day yelling at people, cross when it says the cross. I said, but these people are used to just, these people are just used to having these open roads. And she goes, I know. I've almost been ran over twice because my brain... On game day, the street's closed, so I'll go to cross yeah. on my bike and realize, oh, there's a car coming at me. So it was a complete I, mess.
1: I literally waited to cross Boyd. Mm-hmm. And I don't normally do that, but I waited for the light to cross Boyd. And when I crossed Boyd, I'm going to, toward Balfour. When I crossed Boyd, I just veered onto Asp naturally because I cross Boyd. I veer across Asp, and I walked to Balfour. That's what I do for every pregame. Right. And I almost got hit. Because ASP was open.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. I was like, oh,
1: right, dang, there's traffic here and stuff. So, yeah, that was a little weird. But Anyway, then we don't need to complain. Actually, the streets being open
3: helped me as far as getting into the stadium because it got me to the stadium earlier than I would have because Bronson's like, let's go walk around Campus Corner. I'm like, ah, let's just head to the stadium. They don't have the streets closed. It's a mess down there. The sidewalks are packed. And so we headed to the stadium, so... We still waited in line for a long time, but had we waited and gone walked around, then we would have been like a lot of people were, and maybe stuck outside. So yeah. it was, uh, it was, it was, it made it uh, perfect for us because we headed over earlier than I would have. What a day! It was, it was what wild. What
1: a day! We got a lot to talk about. I want to hear from you folks today. 405-329-9000. You can text the show Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439 and Historic Day at Owen Field Saturday. Coming up, we will hear from Brent Venables. We will hear from Dylan Gabriel. We will hear from Marvin Mims. We'll hear from a lot of you. We'll be back.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad Boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B. And I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108.
3: Toby and TJ back with you Monday on The Ref. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. With the Norman Regional Hospital, the HealthPlex, and specialized professionals all across the Norman and Moore area. Norman Regional Health System is here, here to serve all of South Central Oklahoma's health care needs. A uh, couple of uh, texts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Coming
1: in early today.
3: Uh, oh, there was someone here from Saturday tonight with very angry, just... Some of you are just miserable people. So, um, I won't read this. People those. are angry about something? <laughs> are they not angry about something? Well, That's
1: true, but I thought this was a pretty spectacular weekend, so I'm a little surprised today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, some of the people that did not get into the stadium were not happy on the text slide I can see over the
1: weekend. so my favorite thing I sorry to interrupt you, my favorite thing that people got angry about this weekend was um, Friday I had a walkthrough rehearsal Friday morning at uh, at the uh, indoor facility for mm-hmm. Friday night's unveiling. right. And I took a picture of the statue covered. And, you know, draped and posted it and um, specifically took it from an angle where you could not see the forearm extended because I wanted to make sure that we didn't give away exactly what the pose was. I got you. It it looked like Darth Vader, the picture did, but everybody started, you know, as I knew they would, everybody started zooming in, trying to figure out what the pose was and everything. And they, they decided, basically, in my comments, it's just a normal quarterback pose. You could tell. There's an elbow here. There's an elbow there. They had a chance to do uh, – I remember one guy said, <laughs> they had a chance to do something special, and they blew it. <laughs> they blew it. You people suck. It's just, it's just like Sam. It's just like Jason. We have no creativity at the University of Oklahoma. Just going on and on about a picture of a covered statue. And I was just laughing. I, all day, I was just – hee Hon at the analysis that was taking place there were a couple of people that got it right a couple of people was i think it's the stiff arm from the osu game but there were also a lot of people not uh, unhappy that it wasn't the flag plant as if that was ever going to happen there were some people that were very unhappy it wasn't well, a statue of the flag
3: i don't plant. know how word hadn't spread to them yet where a couple of people had confirmed, like, it's not going to be the flag plant. Like, Kenny Mossman had put that out a while back, and then he he put it out again a few days ago and said, like, guys, it's not going to be the flag plant. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's not going to be the flag plant. There were some others that had said some things along those You're lines. they are trying to throw
1: so... us off the scent. It's <laughs> going to be the flag
3: plant. <laughs> I guess that's what their thought was <laughs> with that, I guess. I was mad Friday night when they did reveal it. I'm like, wait a minute. We were supposed to find out Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this says uh, I had the unfortunate. Uh, I had an unfortunate event. Uh, let me start over there. I had an unfortunate event at Memorial Stadium on Saturday. I broke my arm trying to oh. run through a brick wall after BV's speech oh, at halftime. Okay, <laughs> okay I
0: got <gotcha>. you.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
3: Uh, Coach Venable's needs to have a pep talk with the game day operations staff. Had to wait over an hour and a half in line to get in. Then they opened another gate right as I'm getting ready to go into the stadium. There um, was
1: a lot of waiting going on outside the stadium. There was a
3: lot of waiting. And I I have not heard why yet. Well, one reason I know is they did not have all the gates open like they would on a normal game day. So yeah. you were limited but to I the amount of spots you that could go was... in.
1: I don't know if that was a staffing situation or why that was the case.
3: Yeah, that I don't know either. And then, then I heard at some point it just they the the lines were what they were and they're just like, just go. Like I don't know if they I don't know if that's true or not, but someone told me they just finally just started letting people just walk. Just go in, just go. Like so I don't I, I don't know if that was true or not. I know one person I talked to that was with me at the game on Saturday, once they finally got in, they said where did, why did we have to have tickets? And I'm like, what do you mean? You scanned them when you come in. There's little scanners, and you, you scan your phone. And they're like, nobody made us scan anything. We just walked in after we went through security. I'm like, no, there's a machine there. And they're like, oh, when well, we didn't scan our tickets. I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I don't know what was going on out So maybe there. we
1: had more than we thought we had. Uh, maybe so.
3: Yeah, well, definitely there was three more unaccounted for that they didn't they didn't scan their tickets that I know that they didn't. So that could have been other people. I'm, I'm not sure. So. Uh, My wife and I were at Charleston's on 240, and uh, sooner—oh, and no sooner than we got to our car, the wireless alert went off about the tornado warning. We hauled it east of 240 Uh, I-40 after that. Yeah, Saturday was just a wild wild day, wild night. Um, It really was a a surreal day all around. Nobody was prepared in town, from what I've heard with restaurants and bars even, so it was— it was a, it was a wild like, how's scene. How's
1: that possible? Like how? That's what I don't understand about. I don't. I don't know what happened with the ticket situation, but with street closures and nobody being prepared at restaurants, like, like how long have we been talking about this? And
3: how many people are going to be there and everything like? Yeah. that?
1: Like, why did this catch people by surprise?
3: I don't know. I don't know. I never was on Campus Corner, but I heard places ran out of food. They ran out of uh, soft drinks. They ran out of uh, beer. Um, we went to. I won't say the place. We went to a place completely away from campus, west side of town, on Saturday for dinner. And it was busy. And we knew it would be busy everywhere in town. And we, we went not a terrible wait, like 15, 20 minutes to get a seat with this place. Normally, you don't even have to wait. But we waited. We went and we ordered. And we started getting hungry. And my wife and kid, when they're hangry, is Uh-oh. not a good yeah. situation. Not a and good thing. Nope. 57 minutes later, they got their food, and she's like, Ooh. I'll bring yours in a minute. And I'm like, okay. And so we sat there, and we sat there, and Katie Named and Bronx got. And Bronx the got name the restaurant. Katie and Bronx got. I'm not going to name the restaurant because I love this place. Katie and Bronx got halfway through their meal, and then. Was what a burger, wasn't it? Katie uh, gave a. Hey! He needs his food! <laughs> and the guy in the booth off. next to us goes, Oh, get him, Mama Bear! Did she arrest <laughs> <she rest> him? <laughs> <laughs> so the poor waitress ends up in tears over at the drink oh, station oh, and katie's no. like oh no and i'm like you don't she realize how cry. how you come across sometimes you can be mean <laughs> she's like i'm not mean i'm like okay you're not uh, <laughs> don't talk so, back to me like they had had their food and been eating for 10 or 15 minutes so this was well over an hour and they finally bring me mine, and they bring it in the to-go box, and I'm like, well, I guess they want me out of here. Yeah, you need to go. So, but, Your wife is scaring everyone oh my gosh. else. You need the, to go The now. manager came over. He goes, I'm sorry. It's just, he goes, when, when you get run over by a train, and the train just keeps coming and keeps running over you, That's that's been tonight. He goes, I've got tickets to the floor in the kitchen, and I'm thinking, like, like how is everybody, like, and then I started hearing from other people, like, "Ah, this place ran out of food, and this and that. I'm like, nobody was prepared tonight for the spring game, so... It was, uh, it was that way all over town. It's like I said, cool. we were already Let, on the west side, so yeah.
1: That stinks when you're in the middle of it. Yes. It
3: really stinks.
1: When you're waiting outside, you want to get in. When you're at a restaurant you're waiting for an hour, all that kind of stuff stinks. But now that it's all over, we're going to look back on this year and go, holy cow, do you remember that day when 75,000 people thro- showed <laughs> up? At the, I think that's how it'll at be, under, yeah. Under the threat of severe weather with no quarterback battle, 75,000 people showed up for
3: a practice. What I couldn't believe— it's
1: unbelievable.
3: —was the—I don't know how many they gave out. How, do you know the total number of uh, Baker headbands they gave out? No. I knew they were giving them out, but I didn't know it was limited number. I thought everybody was getting one. So I'm up here at the station for two or three hours on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, producing baseball— we're splitting broadcasts. I'm doing baseball in one studio, and I start seeing messages from people about they're already in line at the spring game, and it was noon, and I'm like, what are they doing? And like they were panicking over not getting the Baker headband, especially a couple of people. Their kid wears a headband everywhere, and they had to get the headband. I'll, I'll pay sure. you money if I don't get through. I'm so far back in line. I thought I would get one. I never saw if they got one or not, but people were lining up at noon for those headbands, and I'm like, I thought everybody got one. I didn't know it was limited supply like it was. But Listen, three hours for a spring game, and they're in line for a, a headband that says Baker on it. That's unbelievable to me.
1: I, I walked from – I when I park, I go up to the radio booth, TV booth Saturday, put my stuff out, and then I walk to Campus Corner for the pregame show. That walk was the most crowded I have ever seen <laughs> the campus. Right. And it was the most people we've ever had in Balfour watching our pregame show. Ever, that includes it's just crazy, you know, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Bedlam, whatever. It was unbelievable, and that was at eleven o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, because we did an even earlier That's four hours. Uh, yeah, right. No, I mean, unreal. That, it unreal. was lit. I mean, kudos to kudos to Sooner Nation. They showed out in a big, big way, and it just kept filling up. You know, it just. I knew there was going to be a big crowd just based on ticket sales. If everybody came that that bought tickets. You know, I thought, well, there maybe there'll be some people that bought tickets but they're worried about the weather or whatever reason, but phew. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you, I think one of the biggest initiators of the crowd was Everyone upset with you and Colin Cowherd for underestimating
3: the Sooner fan. Hey, uh, I fought, fought with you on this. I wanted to raise my total after I knew some things T- early no, in so the week last the show, week, and you would not let TJ me raise my total.
1: TJ predicted only 55,000 people would be there at the uh, 56, OU spring so I said 56, game. don't cut me a thousand. Well under, well <laughs> under the 75,000 plus that showed up. And I think a lot of people just... We're like, listen, TJ is – TJ, they, they, most people yes, lump you yes. and Cowherd together. Oh,
3: yes, absolutely TJ they do. TJ and
1: Cowherd are underestimating hey, us. Let's go stick it if to If
3: people him. lump me with Colin Cowherd, this is my last show. I'm walking out of this station of today and get, will not ever walk I'm back in. When I'm out in
1: public, I get a lot well, of I'm done. I'm say, done. Who's your par- isn't your partner Cowherd? And I was like, no, it's TJ. And they're like, are <laughs> no, they different people? I'm done. People? I was I'm like, done. yeah, they're different people. They act alike a lot. with uh, Different
0: people.
3: I'm walking away from this right now. I'm done. I, well, I'm I, proud
1: of you. Maybe you did it intentionally. Maybe you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help spur on a larger crowd by drastically underestimating Sooner Nation yet again, <laughs> and predicting. <laughs> their role so even in, in
3: my readjustment, 90%. I was gonna tell you 68 on Friday, but you wouldn't let me readjust. So I still would have been get low. Some,
1: you still would have been low. Get Some new inside sources too, by the way. You got Your your source burned you.
3: No, my source did not burn deck. me. My source no, did up, not burn were the me. the
1: upper decks open or not? Uh,
3: they opened them out of necessity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But well, I, what I also what didn't know anything? two weeks ago when you asked me, I did not know they were going to send a letter out to Norman Public School students with the offer that oh. they offered Norman Public School students. That increased my total of $10,000, Interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Listen, I had a policy in, I know you're new to this journalism thing. If a source burns me, they're dead to me, okay? You never use them again. So whoever your source was, you have to cut them off and hey, say, sorry. You I can didn't no know whether it was going to be open anymore. on
3: Friday or not either. You're like, I've heard it is. I've heard it ha- is not. So uh,
1: I think you forget I sat in operations meetings with that turnip seed <laughs> on my day Thursday. Oh, well,
3: of course you did. You're best, best friends with turnip seed That's now. right.
1: That's exactly right. We'll be back
3: the ref
0: network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 and we are pumped to be joined by the head coach of the oklahoma sooners brent venables for our post-game
2: conversation coach first and foremost awesome atmosphere wasn't it oh it was fabulous are you kidding me that was a uh, pretty humbling um Shouldn't be surprised, Sooner Nation knows how to respond. Uh, just passionate, you know, love for their university is second to none. So really thankful for the fans. They, uh, they really kind of set the tempo today and uh, responded. I know it was, um, had a great opportunity to witness history with Baker and his, um, his ceremony. That was wonderful uh, to be able to be a fly on the wall for that. And, uh, and then for our guys, our players, and again, moving forward, uh, what a moment it was for Ross. Uh, that's what setting the, setting the example looks like,
0: Coach. You
3: look at what you saw from Dylan Gabriel. Got a
2: lot of work in that first half, working mm-hmm. with both
3: teams. What would you like? Would you think needed a little work from your starting quarterback?
2: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought he had great command. Just what you uh, what you saw all spring makes a lot of um, quick decisions, um, good decisions with the football. He's got great awareness, anticipates. Uh, he sees the field well. Uh, there's probably uh, one for sure that he probably uh, should have let go, got to get rid of, took a sack. Um, we had one bad snap for him that at least I say there was a, he might have saved him on another one or two, but uh, uh, one snap that got away from him that I remember. Um, you know, he, he, he did a great job, I thought, leading today, playing both sides both ways and um, just really capped off the spring in a great way.
0: You talk about championship strain, doing everything with intent. Miguel Chavez was coaching with intent. Timeouts
2: there late. What was at stake here today in this showdown? Well, again, um, the losing squad—they uh, got to work out on on Friday with Schmidty <laughs> next week. So uh, the winning squad gets that Friday off, maybe.
0: <laughs> but overall, did you feel good about what you saw uh,
2: uh, as a whole? I, today? I loved. I thought our players had the right mindset, and um, the foundation. When it comes to the football aspect, the foundation of our program has to be how we practice period okay how we practice our mindset our attitude our intensity our intentionality our purpose uh you know a game rep mentality today was the spring game spring football you can't tackle the quarterback it's another scrimmage so having the right mindset you know every opportunity is the uh is an opportunity to improve and uh, and we got a long way to go to be where we need to be as a football team what I love is the mindset was great, um, the buy in has been great. Uh, we've this is going to be a player-driven football team uh, for us to, to go where we want to go, and the players have bought in. They they called a player um, a player walkthrough this morning, for example, um, which I found out after the fact. You know, we we're limited in our time. You only get eight hours a week, and uh, and uh, they called a player only on spring game day. You know, whether we're Gave them an opportunity to sleep in, and, and so I love that. I love that. That's what it looks like, and it's all those small things like that where you know the seed is taking root, and uh, they're paying attention to everything that we 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 do and say. And uh, so I just have a great thankfulness for our players. You know, again, um, our coaches have done a, a terrific job of um, bringing them along and uh, demanding excellence from them, but they've responded. And uh, that's what I love. And I thought today we're, 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 our guys all the way to the end were were uh, focused and locked in, and um, didn't have a casual or nonchalant mindset. And uh, and that's easy to get to that spot. And so from a coaching staff. We've got to um, we got to just continue to guide them and lead them and coach them and correct them. We can't grow weary. You know, you don't get what you you know expect. You get what you inspect. And so. Uh, we'll continue to do that as we reinforce the foundation of our program and, you know, what we want to be about. You know how people see us when they watch us play. You want to send a message. You send a message every time you play. Every time you come on the practice field, you send a message. And uh, and and it's not, uh, it's not the big things. It's always the little things. People are paying attention. So we had a few small things, but today was really a good day. Um, really pleased with our guys. Uh, the focus and the detail was there. We had a few things pre-game that we need to. Uh, clean up, But uh, overall, by and large, I was really, really pleased. Speaking of players, over 200 former players
1: here today to support you and this program and this new era of Oklahoma
2: football. A lot of guys you coached, a lot of guys you didn't coach. What did it mean to you and to this team to see that amount of former players here? Yeah, I mean, it means a great deal to us. First and foremost, I we pointed that out to our players before we came out today. You know, we're the 128th uh, team in the history of Oklahoma, 127 teams before y'all. And uh, so it's not all about you. You gotta have a humility uh, when you think of it that way. And um, I want our guys to understand of all the excellence that's been before them. And today was a great example of what that pride and what that love for the university looks like. Uh, they send a message to our own players that soon enough, they're gonna be on the other side of it as well. And uh, the commitment, the loyalty uh, to your university, um, you hope that it's there. And, and I don't take it for granted because it's not like this everywhere. There's, there's a reason why so many of our former players decide to make Oklahoma home when football's over. When they leave college, they come back. You know, that's because they had a great college experience. The people um, are amazing here. Um, it's a giving. Um, the people in this state are giving. They're blue collar, just great work ethic, um, simplicity in how you live. Uh, connected um, this is a university that um, there's no there, there's not another university that takes uh, as much pride and passion and um, intensity um, for all things Oklahoma so uh, that's what the message to me was that they had a great experience they love the university uh, they're hungry like everybody else uh, they're hungry for it and um, and because of how our players have engaged how hard they've worked I think people want to come out and you know watch how they do what they do and today again I was proud of our players to respond the right way. Congrats, coach. Great stuff. Yeah, thanks, Chris.
1: Brent Venables, uh we're up against a break. I want to spend, you know, we got two hours and thirteen minutes still on our show, but like how should we feel after this game about uh Venables, about the coaching staff, about Dilly Gabriel, about this team? I want to talk about Friday night a little bit. We got more sound for you. Your reaction Just Saturday is going to be much of the show today. We're going to talk some baseball, though, too, because
0: what a weekend.
1: What a weekend for the OU baseball team. TJ, I was a nervous wreck Saturday during the spring game following along in that baseball game that uh, was taking
3: place in Lawrence, Kansas, too. So we are going to take uh, a update. They just scored again, Toby. They just scored again. (laughs) We'll be back.
0: Wake Up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the Morning Show, weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God, Toby, Toby's getting
1: held back by security.
0: T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner
3: fans. We're back on the ref. Toby and TJ, it is the T-Row in the Morning Show. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line.
1: We got too much to talk about today, TJ. I know. Too much. Uh, you want to get into it or you, you want some to text? Noti- you need to notify Plank Show that we're going till noon today. <laughs> Chris Plank will
3: not accept that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Text me.
3: Uh, hey, Toby, why was Baker's statue so weird looking when it was shown privately on Friday? I didn't know that it was. You didn't know the controversy on Friday night afterwards. No. You're probably wrapped up in the event. So when they unveiled it, um, everybody was in shock on <laughs> Twitter. Like, this is the ugliest statue ever. It's it looks like the actor Robert Patrick from the Terminator. This looks nothing like Baker, and it did. It looked weird. And I, I'm, I'm with this person. Like, I was like, how does this statue look like this? Like, everybody was putting out these pictures that. It was almost as if it was photoshopped, and I know it wasn't. It was just the lighting and the angle that they were they took it at that event and put it out. But then you started seeing more and more pictures come out, and some some individual pictures. Like I think you posted some stuff. The other people posted their own mm-hmm. pictures, and it's like, okay, yeah, there's the headband. Okay, this looks more normal. I don't know to that, tell that texture. I don't know what happened with the, the lighting and the angle of those pictures on Friday night, but everybody was in agreement that they were in a panic because it looked nothing like Baker it was a weird it was weird the way it was playing out on Friday night and then more Saturday more pictures came out and people obviously saw it over there at Heisman Park and it looks it looks great now but yeah Friday night I was even in a oh my gosh what did they do to Baker Mayfield <laughs> huh. so all that was playing out and you wouldn't have known because you were at the event and uh, so right. this was playing out as pictures were getting posted at that event and everything no, I think
1: I think it's a super cool statue. No, it's a great um, statue like, now that
3: I've seen it in other angles and everything. Yeah. I,
1: I love the fact that it is slightly different. It is not him just dropping back to throw the ball because it should be. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Baker. it's Baker. It should be a little bit different. Um, If you go to Heisman Park, I mean, I don't know exactly what people are upset about. If you just look at the faces of all the statues, it's not like they're all identical. Uh, that's <laughs> what they look like.
3: It's hard I mean, to do. It's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can
1: tell just from the pose and things, like, uh, but they're not like exact
3: depictions. No, absolutely not.
1: This is not a painting or anything. But uh, I thought they did a great job of kind of capturing with the headband and uh, with the stiff arm. And I love it. I love it personally, personally, if I could take a moment. Because we called that play as it happened. And for it now to become a statue, like we at the time on the air said, he gives him the Heisman stiff arm at the five yard line and it turns into the play that the statue is made of. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was super cool that they did it that way. Uh, other than, you know, obviously there are some, there's the flag plant pose. Uh, there's some other things that Baker did that are probably inappropriate to make into a statue, but, um, of the things he did on the field that, that you can make a statue out of, I think they did a really cool job. Yeah, I did ask Kyler Friday night, have you picked your pose yet? And he said no. And I don't know if he's telling me the truth or not because he kind of had a grin on his face. So it was oh, a little hard to, to tell. I
3: would, ha- I would think God, they he's have short. to be. By the way, CJ, Kyler Murray is so Do you tiny. know how many people I've heard that from this weekend? Like, uh, oh like gosh. it's It's like we all were like, Wait, where did this guy come from? This isn't Kyler Murray. Like, he's so short. This is baseball jersey. (laughs) He is as wide as he is tall now,
1: by the way, too. I mean, he's yoked. But, yeah, I mean, we were around him for years, so I shouldn't be shocked. But when he walked in Friday night, I was like, man, he's tiny.
3: The little guy. Every picture with him, it didn't matter who he was standing with, I'm like, I never knew Kyler Murray was as short. Although... I know I did because I watched him play a hundred games. I mean, I've seen him for years now. And but I don't know what it was uh, this weekend, but he just seemed like he had almost shrunk. Is that gonna make his statue tricky? <laughs> it's gonna be littler than all the
1: others. Do you do you make the statue smaller than the others? Or because <laughs> all the statues are pretty much the same size. They are, yeah. But a but a big full size Kyler's gonna look weird. <laughs> right?
3: To be uh it won't be uh, proportionate to how he is, yeah.
1: What's think about this during the break. What's the Kyler pose? What is he famous for that, that they should make the statue out of? We'll be back.